This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Are those Typhons? <laughs> out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Show right now. Right now. This is Admiral Radis of the Rebel Alliance. Call of the Brick City Blockade. AP5 has an idea. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade podcast episode 46. It's your boy. It's your host, Robin Vote here, and of course I have my co-host here, Mr. Sean Michaud. Sean, here. How's, Hello. It, how's Hello. it going? I'm doing amazing. How doing, are you? I am hanging in there to the best of my ability. Are you? Uh, are we hanging in there? You're kind of. Yeah, we're kind of hanging in there. I guess you know we're just kind of chilling on this weekend and uh, ready to talk about what happened at Star Wars Celebration this past week i know you guys thank you so much for tuning into our live stream and everything else that we were doing around star wars celebration from home on twitter shout out to rural farm boy and uh, the rebel scum podcast crew up in toronto canada um we love you guys and we always appreciate the support and to all the fandom out there as well but let's actually break this down because we had our mixed feelings of going into star wars celebration this we year did and we weren't sure how this was going to go. And I'm going to say it. They gave us everything on the first day. Most, mostly. But, I mean, we got a few trailers at the end and then a few announcements. But other than that, it was mostly the first day. Yeah, mostly the first day. So, Sean, what are, you, what are your biggest takeaways from Celebration this year? And, like, do you have a highlight? That, of Star Wars Celebration this year that kind of stands out to you? Um, probably probably the Ahsoka series, I was, of, of course, with it being a big Ahsoka fan, but also, like, what Dave Filoni has done. Yeah. Like, or the crowd, uh, what he, what the people loved him at Celebration. It was, like you said before, it was, like, very moving to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... Ahsoka trailer was probably the biggest takeaway, and then I also loved seeing Ashley Eckstein and Rosario and Dawson taking photos together with, um, I forgot her, the other girl's name, um... Yes, I know who you're talking about. But it was great to see them together, well, finally, and kind of have closure saying, yes, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka, but also Rosario Dawson is also Ahsoka. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that that's... We've always kind of seen it that way, that Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka, and that she is always going to be seen as Ahsoka. And even when we were talking about the beginning of the Ahsoka series and what we were going to see um, Rosario Dawson, you know, do in this series, um, when we first saw her in... um, Mandalorian, Mandalorian. B- Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, um, kind of, you know, dual appearances there. Um, we were wondering if we were going to hear Ashley Eckstein's voice and just see Rosario Dawson play the character. We got Rosario Dawson well, in we, the voice, and I'm happy. Well, I'm happy got, with that we decision. We got Ashley Eckstein in the, the Rise of Skywalker, so. That's very true. And That's it, very true. Which was a nice little touch-up that, what, was it, we finally, as like, We'll finally get us Ahsoka in live action after we heard that. Yeah, but you're right about the takeaway from Star Wars Celebration mainly being Ahsoka. Like, Ahsoka and the Rebels crew were, like, the main focus, really, of this entire weekend. We're talking about um, Ahsoka, we're talking about Thrawn. I mean, just seeing the back of, of Lars Mikkelsen's head... As Thrawn, and then later on, we get leaks on social media that finally it was full frontal there of, of Thrawn's face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that our, I'm similar to you. My biggest takeaway is Ahsoka, the trailer, um, and knowing that it's coming out this August, that it's not something we're waiting two years for. Like we're it's it's right around the corner. Yeah. So I think that's super exciting too. The other part of the weekend too, I think that we had heard some things on the floor about and we were kind of like uh 
not sure we we <laughs> we not sure we'd really want to be there. Yeah. Um, was the amount of the, the crowd that was there mm-hmm. and how so many people said they're packed like sardines going through the halls. It was, yeah. And it, it was just it was just such a large crowd for such a small venue. Um, that we had, I had a lot of people that reached out to me on Twitter because I was asking for their perspective on how celebration was going, mm. and they said they had to kind of either go back to their hotel or take a step back and head outside because they needed to break themselves away from the crowd. So, do you think London was a good choice for this year, and do they need to really investigate the venues going forward? I mean, I think London was not bad, but it could have been better. And like you said, I think the venues got to be much bigger. I mean, we have an announcement that, uh, that it's going to be skipping a year, and then we'll get 2045. Unfortunately, that's we're not going to be able to go because it's all the no. way in Japan, so, which no. is... I, I mean, I, I get it. There's I all, get it, but... It's not going to be for us. We're not going, flying all the way for Japan, and then we don't know how disappointed we're going to get. Well, that's the other concern now, right? We've had a couple of Star and, Wars and celebrations And we, we know like Scott that. from... Our buddy Scott on the podcast, he's not going to go all the way to Japan. No. And he's closer. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And I think the knowing how other celebrations have gone recently where we get a front load of information on the first two days and then the next two days of a celebration are basically just kind of like, here are the comics here. And I'm not saying that the novels and the comics and the video games aren't cool, but people go up to Star Wars Celebration for trailers they go for movie announcements, and they go for TV announcements. Mm-hmm. It's like going to San Diego Comic-Con, right? Yes. You go to Comic-Con, yes, for the comic books and to see people, but you're going for the Marvel panel. You're going for the yeah. DC panels. You're going for the Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, you know, Disney Plus, whatever panel that they have going for the weekend. That's why you go to a convention. Star or, Wars or Celebration had a hard time with that this year. Limited merch stuff. Not merch, but limited... Uh... Yeah, exclusive. Exclusive stuff. Exclusive yeah. merch. Um, there's just so much around Star Wars Celebration this past week that I think kind of curtails us back to the conversation of wh- how do they best approach Japan now? You know, because you are bringing even more distance to Star Wars Celebration. You're moving it out of Europe. You're moving it into Asia. And people from California could go, right? Flying to Japan from California, it's not a hard thing to do. No. But if you're on the East Coast or in Europe, you're talking about a little bit of a flight to get there, right? And I understand they want to expand Star Wars to all reaches of the fandom because a lot of Star Wars has roots in original Japanese uh, writing and everything else that George Lucas wanted to adapt into his stories. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it's fantastic for Star Wars fans in that region. Oh, of course it is. I'm not saying it is not. But to go from London to Tokyo seems off to me. To go from a Europe show to an Asia show and not have a U.S. show in between seems a little off for me. Oh, yeah, because we had two Europe in a row. Yeah, correct. So... I don't know how your thoughts, what your thoughts are on this, Sean, but my concern is that we had London celebration this year. We're going to Japan next year. Do they suddenly turn around and say we're doing it in Melbourne, Australia, no, 20, the next year? Not next year, so, or yeah. sorry, the year after. Do they do twenty twenty seven in Melbourne, Australia? After I was actually thinking the same exact thing like a couple minutes ago while you're talking. Like maybe they might do Australia next, or like or not even maybe like I don't know. Uh, Maybe, I mean, maybe up in Toronto. Yeah, right. Like bringing it to Toronto or somewhere, which we could feasibly do. Yeah. Going to Canada is not a problem for us. Um, But it it leaves me, it leads me to this point that we have Fan Expo Boston that we're going to be at this this year. Um, You have Rhode Island Comic Con up here. You have New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, Awesome Con, all these different conventions that are happening in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. And... You have Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor and Rosario Dawson and all these actors and actresses who are in the Star Wars universe showing up at other conventions. My question to you, Sean, then, because I know I'm in, in the positive on this one, is it more feasible for Star Wars fans 
right now to attend other conventions than to attend Star Wars Celebration because they can pick and choose and see where they want to go based on which actors from Star Wars are there. I honestly 100% agree with you. I think it's much easier and you could... Like, it doesn't have to be just Star Wars Celebration. You could go there for other stuff other than Star Wars. Because, like... You're not only the fans of Star Wars if you're just going to a different con. You're going yeah. to see other stuff that you like, like Marvel or DC and all the other uh, fandoms. And so it's 100%... Uh, it'd be better to go see all of them in different places and have a better, more experience than one sardine-packed place. Yeah, today. right, exactly. And... You know, I think the other part of Star Wars Celebration from this year, we're not here to complain about the entire thing because we do know some people that had a really great time and it's a unique opportunity to get with a bunch of Star Wars fans and have some fun about that galaxy far, far away and find out what's coming up down the road. The other thing that kind of irked me a little bit and I brought it up on the Force Ghost Conversations podcast, shout out to Force Ghost Conversations on their YouTube live stream during Star Wars Celebration, Um one of the major things that came up was the showing of chapter 23 of the Mandalorian, which we saw and we'll react here for you guys. Um, people at celebration got to see it early and then Lucasfilm and Disney had no plans to release it to the public after that. I think, can I applaud some of the people on, like on Twitter, not spoiling? Yes. I, I haven't seen anything before until I watched it. Nothing. Nothing. Everybody was really good. That's a very good point, Sean. We have to applaud the people on Twitter for that. All you out there, thank you for not spoiling it. And um... it didn't spoil me. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see anything from it. Yeah. Funny thing, I got. I didn't get spoiled that, but I got spoiled seeing Lizzo and Jack Black on the other. Oh, episode. I know. That was the one that kind of got out there. Yeah, that was all over Instagram and Twitter, and I was like, "What are, what are you people doing?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> we do have Jack Black and Lizzo in the Star Wars universe now, which we have to applaud too uh, yeah. because it's uh, just Lizzo being in the Star Wars universe now is absolutely fantastic and yeah. I didn't realize she's such a big Grogu fan she has a bunch of Grogu merch I didn't know house. she was a Star Wars fan at all I mean I kind of I mean I could have seen a Jack Black with Lizzo yeah I mean cool good for her yeah I mean it's just to have her as a part of the fandom now is absolutely incredible so I got to shout her out for that um, but I was one of the points that I made on the Force Ghost conversations just in the chat area was that this was a unique opportunity for them to show Mandalorian Chapter 23 of Season 3 to the people at Celebration and release it to the public because it was also the weekend of Ramadan. It was the weekend of Passover. A lot of families were getting together mm -hmm. to celebrate their holidays. What better of a time for everybody to say, hey, let's gather around the couch tonight and let's watch Mandalorian together. They could have done what they did with The Last of Us and released it early so they didn't have to compete with the Oscars. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying is that that was another missed opportunity. It felt like Celebration had a lost, a lot of, lot of, oh my goodness. If I could talk, that'd be great. LOL. LOL. Loss of loss. Loss of loss. Loss of loss? Loss of loss. Not sponsored. If you want to sponsor us, then go ahead. <laughs> I will gladly take a free quesadilla every week. Um, lots of missed opportunities from Star Wars Celebration this year. And it's a little frustrating. So I don't know how you feel, but I mean, if Star Wars Celebration comes back to the States in 2027, I'm going to give it a, a hard thought about whether I want to go or not because... I feel like we do such a good job at other conventions. Do you think it's going to be just now two years instead of one year? I think they're. I think they're going to extend it beyond a certain point. I think if if twenty twenty five in Japan brings a lot of questions to the format and how things are organized, and if we get another news drop on the first day and then nothing the rest of the weekend, I think we're going to hear about it. And I'm yeah. sure Lucasfilm. And Disney will hear about it as well. But any final thoughts, Sean, on Star Wars Celebration wrap up? And... Uh, I'm excited for the season two of the Tales of the Jedi, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the uh, the Dooku episodes were the Dooku, ones that yeah. always got me. That one, and also the the animated shorts that's coming out the mm. second season. What's it called again? Um, oh, Visions. Visions. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to watch Visions. It's, yet. it's really good. 
So the very, I think like the first episode is like, I think it's the first or second one, but it has the one of the best art styles with all black and white. And then it's a, it's basically a Sith bandit versus a Sith. Oh, wow. And I don't remember the actress's name, the Japanese, but the English voice actor is by Lucy Liu. Oh, wow. Who plays a Sith bandit, which is cool. So what, what, so let me ask then. What part of the timeline does it fit into in Star Wars? Or is it on its own on its own kind of timeline? Like are we talking uh original trilogy or or like uh prequels? I think it's before that. Even before that? I, I don't know. I gotta look I'll have to look that up later. Yeah. No, I'd be curious to know. Maybe maybe our fans out there know too. Uh, what time period it falls into, but I'll have to watch Visions. I saw some of the stuff from Celebration. It looked really cool. And they're following, can I just say, they're following something I never thought I would see from Star Wars, and they're following two different forms of artwork. Am I correct? They're following they're the traditional... They're um, different artworks. Yeah, there's, there's one that's uh, that's similar to, I think it's the same person as Wallace and Gromit. Which is so cool. Which is cool. Which I'm excited for. That's that's probably what's going to get me this season, is the Wallace and Gromit style animation. The I, uh, claymation style. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be really cool, and we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but anyway, so that's wrap-up of Star Wars Celebration. Of course, uh, Commander Nerd Andrew Garrish will give his thoughts at some point. Oh. Yeah. What do we have here? This is this is the Sabina. Sorry for uh, viewers. We'll have to put up a picture no viewers, on social media, yeah. But, but this is what the art style looks like. Wow. The very first episode, so. They're really following that line of traditional Japanese-drawn anime. Like, I want, like, a full movie or, or series like that. Or just a movie with that art it, style. It's very Toonami, isn't it? It's yeah. very cartoon. It's very Toonami, Toonami. yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. I, and it's something I feel like we've been kind of... I feel like fans have been asking for that for a while. Like, when are we going to do anime style? And Star Wars Resistance kind of started playing with it a little kind bit. Yeah, but I'm glad Visions is doing that. Visions is really And it's just not there. anime, which is cool. Like right. you said, Claymation with the Volus and Gromit one kind of... Somewhat. That's going to be funny. I feel like they're going to put some real humor in there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the preview? Had, like, some kind of weird droid? Yeah. <laughs> I had to go back and watch it if you guys didn't see the Visions uh, trailer for this upcoming season. But it's it looks good, and I'm probably going to end up watching it now. Because you got to catch up with the first season. I I mean, watch the you don't, you don't have to watch the first season, but you, you should. Is, it's not really interconnected, the two? Or is it just kind of like they're just separate stories? They're all separate stories. So Gotcha. Kind of like Tales of the Jedi are all separate yeah. stories. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, one of the other things I want to briefly talk about before we get into the Mandalorian Chapter 23 discussion with Star Wars Celebration is that I have been so impressed with how the fandom has come together in so many different scenarios, including the threats that were made against Celebration. I know we talked about yeah, them with Andrew did, briefly yeah. um, on our live stream, but... I, I I have to say kudos to the fandom. I, I think we were all united on that, where we might not agree on how we feel about the sequels or the prequels. <laughs> we all came together and we said, there is no room for somebody making threats no. at a convention or the actors or the actresses. And we all gathered on social media, found out about it, and blocked the individual and kept making motions to make sure that nothing happened. So I got to yeah. say kudos to the fandom for that. You know? yeah. yeah. That's I, our line. Unity is community, unity, right? Yeah, that's, it is. That's it right there. We got to unite the people so we could rebel against this person. <laughs> that's right. So that was really great. And I, I really appreciate everybody. And I'm sure there are others out there who um, found out about it. And it's scary. It's scary when, in, especially in this day and age, um, when we have a lot of mass shootings happening right now and a lot of scary things are happening in the world that these conversations still happen and, and the threat is still there. It, is. it, makes, it makes me angry. It makes, it, it makes all of us angry. Yeah. And I'm sorry, shit doesn't get done. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I know that from my political work. I know that from us talking all the time and you know walking through the fandom and seeing how things play out and how some fans react to other fans and how some fans take it to the next level when they should just learn 
to ease themselves, calm down, take a break, and get the help that they need. So anyway, we wanted to throw that in there. So let's get into a review of The Mandalorian. Review time. Wee Episode seven of season three, chapter twenty-three. Yeah, I think we're in number seven now. I think seven, it's somewhere seven. seven it's, yeah, we got one more episode. That's right. Yeah, because it's eight. So, eight. leading up to the finale. So, this was quite an episode. Holy cow! It was holy shit. The vi- the visionary uh, direction on this episode was <sighs> phenomenal. So, we have been very lucky to have Bryce Dallas Howard direct some really great stuff like chapter 22. Mm-hmm. She knocked it out of the park. She's just like her father, Ron, who continues to set a new bar when it comes to um, filmmaking and finding ways to include the past into his own films. And Bryce did that beautifully. She was able to connect the fandom through her episode through characters like Jack Black and yeah. Lizzo and recognizable individuals. Doc was in there for Go. God's sakes. Marty. <laughs> so it was really, really cool. This week we get Rick Fumayama. Yeah. I think I said his last name, right? Sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it wrong. He is absolutely amazing. What he did with chapter 23, just the, can we talk about the opening scene? Rainy Coruscant with the, the lights flashing and everything, like mm-hmm. the, the street lights flashing and the, and oh, it was. Very noir. It is. And it's also very um, Blade Runner. But yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was just so cool to see that. And then. Uh, uh, sorry. Harrison Ford was in Blade Runner. That <laughs> <laughs> made a connection. <laughs> The, the, the new the newest one, not the old ones. We see an Imperial probe droid come down in the alleyway and Gideon appears. So we have an idea of, wait, maybe maybe who one of the spies are. I, absolutely, we know who one of the spies yeah, are. Yeah, because we saw her. Yeah, because we saw her. And she was contacting Gideon and she turned on uh, Pershing, Dr. Pershing. Mm-hmm. And now... We're moving in the direction that Gideon is trying to establish himself even more. He's broken his way out. And we get this little bit of back and forth where he's like, we got to stop the Mandalorians. We have to stop them because they're going to be in our way. That takes shape even more, Sean. And probably one of my favorite scenes of this season, when Gideon walks through the halls after the transmission to Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And we see the, f- the first line of jetpack stormtroopers. Yeah. First order troopers lining yeah. the walls. And Gideon is walking through into a room with a bunch of different holograms going. They say that it's the Shadow Council. Now, the Shadow Council was something that was involved and was brought on by Chuck Wendig in the Aftermath series, yeah. Empire's End, that the Shadow Council had Ray Sloan in it, it had um, Gallius Rax, it had all of these Imperial leaders who were trying to start the First Order involved. To hear Shadow Council, and to also know that the Shadow Council was a council that Palpatine had in Legends mm. with other Sith elites was so freaking cool. What made it even better was the mention of Thrawn in there. Where is he? So we don't know where Thrawn is, and the Imperial remnants don't even truly know where Thrawn is. And the only one that does is is Pelion with the mustache. Pelion is directly from Legends. That was Thrawn's right-hand man, and they brought him into canon. Right there. So, this is where I see a lot of people, and they need to shut up on social media, where they're like... Just don't go on social media. Exactly. Just just don't go. This is a lot of fan service. Why are we doing this? 
No, it's not. It's character development. It's story. It's gonna. It goes with the story. It's so important because if we're gonna get Thrawn either in the finale and in Ahsoka or just in Ahsoka, Pelion has to be a major part of that because that was Timothy Zahn's character. That was his storyline. So my question to you, Sean, is. During that Shadow Council scene, Gideon says that he thinks, well, Thrawn hasn't shown up yet, so maybe we need new leadership. And then everybody says, here, here. Are they really stoked about new leadership or do they just want to be the new leader? All those people. Do they just want to compete to be the new leader? That's what they, I think it's, that's what they want to do, I think. Or they just want uh, Thrawn back too. Yeah. Right, they're scared of Thrawn, so it's like, um, if I was in a position, I'd do you be think like, Gideon should be more afraid of Thrawn? Right, he should be a lot more afraid of Thrawn. He's such a Thawne. he's such a Thrawn is a new one. <laughs> it's summertime, guys. Get Thawne. on your Thrawns. <laughs> Thrawns. That's fucking hilarious. It's horrible. They should be really a- afraid of Thrawn. You know, I was gonna say, getting the like a wise ass in this episode. <laughs> he really is a wise ass, isn't he? He's back. He, he's gonna he's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so ne- ne- next episode. So, he, so next episode. Okay, so here by, we go. By, either, I mean, if Thrawn coach, I think Thrawn's gonna either gonna kill Gideon. Ooh. Okay. So here we go. So now we gotta play it. We gotta play a game of. Over under. I know, I know. So let's let's do the first one at the finale, chapter twenty-four of the Mandalorian. Let's just set it at Gideon does not make it out of the episode. Over or under, and then set your percentage. Okay. Gideon's not gonna make it. Okay. So you're taking the over. On what, like 58%? I was going to say like 73. 73? 72, 73. Wow, you're really confident. He's not going to make it out. Okay, so then I'm taking I'm taking the over as well. I'm, I'm probably in like the 60 range. I think it's it's probably going to happen. We're going to leave the chance out there that they're maybe going to have Gideon die in Ahsoka. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know just yet. But what Gideon dying in the finale by the hands of Thrawn. Let's do over under 48%. Because I... Over? Okay. 50? You're going to just split it 50-50. 50. It's, it's hard. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to see Thrawn. That's a problem. I know. that That's a whole separate question on its own, whether we even see Thrawn or not. So I'm going to take the over on that. I think it's probably... I, I'm going to actually take the confidence level on that. I'm going to take, take 68%. 68%? 68% that we're going to see Thrawn and he's going to kill Gideon because that's going to be the best way to lead into the Ahsoka series in August is to get rid of Gideon. Thrawn has arrived. It's time for our badass blue boy to get out there and to lead the Imperial Remnants in a final battle at some point. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. But Gideon needs to fucking go. <laughs> I know. So as we go through the episode, there's a lot of great things that happen. There's a lot of rivalries that are happening between Bo-Katan and um, the... I'm, I'm glad we're getting uh, more Bo-Katan. I, she, uh, yeah. Such a great con- uh, character development for the season. Where we, I mean, at the beginning... Katie Sackhoff does a wonderful job. The very first scene we see her in season three, she's on her chair. Now she's actually... Fighting with uh, yeah. the Mandalorian and the ex-Mandalorian, I guess you want to call it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, they're they're Mandalorian remnants that have now become involved. So so ex-Mandalorian, ex-Mandalorians. Yeah, sure. Um, but just seeing if the rivalry. His name, that, tell me, please, on Twitter or <laughs> Instagram. The the rivalry between the two Mandalorian factions, both the ones who follow the way. And the uh, Death Watch Night Owls um, sector of um, the Mandalorians um, is is really fascinating. We see the little chess scene between Paz Vizsla Mm -hmm. and um, Axe Wolf, which is really great. Uh, By the way, Axe is such a cool, badass name for a Mandalorian. It is. So is Paz, too, like like, uh, Vinny Paz, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Vinny Paz. 
<laughs> but just seeing that scene where they were battling each other over the rules to a game because one faction of Mandalorians has one way that they like to play it and the other has a different way. And then, of course, who steps in to stop them is Grogu yeah. in the IG-12 suit, which, by the way... That's such a cool suit. What is your thoughts on the IG-12 suit? Because that entire... Like, we're backtracking a little bit here, but that entire scene was just like a dad and the grandpa arguing over whether the grandson should have the toy. No, no, no. He does not get in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the buttons, I know. <laughs> it's accurate, yeah, right? It is. Like he gets in the suit and he's just running around hitting yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, that's a that's great use be. of bringing, I, I guess, not IG-11 or ig what is his name? IG eleven. Uh, IG eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him back. So, and now Grogu. His so IG 11s job was to oversee the child, right? Now the child is overseeing IG eleven as IG twelve. Now Grogu has the high ground. Grogu does have the high ground. <laughs> literally, he's, <off> the ground. <laughs> he's literally off the ground now. And uh, do you know what he also has? Which is which dad? Well, yeah. Well, you know, he's got dad, and he's got what everybody says. Bocatan is mom now. Mom. Uh, yeah. I see her more as an aunt figure anyway, but the the two aunts, the two aunts, yeah, the two the two cool aunts, the two cool aunts. Yeah, that's that's what Grogu has. Um, no, Grogu now is a Gundam. He can <laughs> actually walk. <laughs> <laughs> he is Gundam Grogu now because he can walk around. He can start shit. He can grab food. He, he's he can, a Power Ranger. He's a fucking Power Ranger. Hell yeah! Or transformer? No, I say I like I like uh, Power Ranger more. Yeah, transformer. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about that. We don't talk about after post Megan Fox Transformers. We we don't do that. Or pre Megan. <laughs> or pre pre Megan Fox Transformers. We don't talk about any of that. But I love that scene. I love that he steps in to break up the Mandalorians, and I love the line that Din and Bo have, where she said, oh, "Where where did he learn that from?" And Mando's like, "Um." Excuse me, he spent time with Luke fucking Skywalker. Yeah. That's where he learned that. <laughs> Bo, you don't know that? <laughs> At this point, you would think that they, he would have told that story. That that's where Grogu went and everything else. Because Bo knew of the Skywalkers. I want more. She knew of that. We, we need a more Grogu backstory in Coruscant. Ah, I know. That's just it. I know. I mean, the we got our... Grogu backstory a little bit with Ahmad Best coming back. Mm. Shout out to Ahmad Best. Shout out to Ahmad Best, for sure. Um, which was absolutely dope, and I love that. But you're right, there is still a little bit more that we don't know yet, and would probably play really well into the finale next week, um, if we could just wrap that all together, in terms of where are we going with Grogu? Do where you know the runtime on the new episode? On the w upcoming episode? Yeah. Well, this past episode, so the last three episodes. It's, it's, well, it's in 52 minutes, but I don't, it's more like 48, 47 yeah. credits and all that. Right. So the last few episodes, if we're not including credits and the time that that takes, I think well, we're probably talking about. Yeah. Do you have the number? I get, I mean, this is from Inverse. Okay. What is Inverse saying? Runtime is about 39 minutes. It's a short one. It's not a very long finale at all. Wow. Okay. That's from a day ago, so. Okay, that's okay. So if if it's gonna be a short finale, no, no. But then now this is review geek because it's forty five minutes long. So is one with credits, one without credits. Like what what are we what are we doing here? Because if it's with credits for forty something and then without credits for thirty nine minutes, then that makes sense. True, yeah. Because now we're at a season finale and they've got a lot of people to, to give credit to. But if it ends up being 39 minutes for the finale, let's let's get into it because we talked about Mandalorian. We saw everything that happened with... Uh, <laughs> how do I put this lightly? Um, Moff Gideon being an asshole again and taking <laughs> this... You know, building himself a Beskar suit, Mandalorian suit... Which, also, can I say the last? Yeah, go for the, it. The, the last episode before, no, yeah, the, the uh, Bo finally got her, her saber back. Yeah, the dark saber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I said. And you then, did. You said that early on. Yeah. 
that she was going to end up getting it back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to point that out. <laughs> it, was, it, was cool. it was cool seeing her actually get it. Again, we sh- I think she deserved it. Gideon's being an asshole, has a, has a suit. They capture Mando and Bo and everybody else uh, escape, essentially. The name of this episode, before we get into what we expect from, from the finale and wrap this up, is Spies. Spies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. When, we're ta- <laughs> when we're talking about that title, everybody in the fandom right now Rebel Scum Podcast, I saw the tweet that you sent me, and you said, it's somebody we're not expecting. Uh, li- listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Sean puts... <laughs> so glad it's not a video. Uh, it should have been video. Uh, <laughs> he's eating chocolate candies from Easter. The bunny dropped off some chocolates over here, and he's and he's eating them. He's stealing my chocolate uh, eggs. That's here, what... have one. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um... So, I'm so distracted by how delicious this egg's probably going to be in my mouth. Um, Very delicious. Mm, this is not sexual, please. No, it's not. Uh, it's chocolate. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. Chocolate can't be sexual. Um, so, where was I going with this? Gideon is an asshole. Sorry, I just Takes Mando. You. The name, the title of the episode spies. is Spies. We know one of them, most likely. Yes, we see. Her. Is it the armorer though? Is the armorer one of the spies? Because everybody is running with that, or is it somebody else we don't know? So it's probably someone in in the Mandalorian. <laughs> in the... It's somebody in the show, guys. No, I don't know who it is. I mean, in one of the in it's probably one of the Mandalorians. One of the Mandalorians. I just love the way you said that. It's in the Mandalorian. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't mean that. So do you mean like the new Mandos that we met, met the ones that were already there? Because they led the Mandos, the the other Mandos, to the fort. If you want to spy, it's got to be that's been in there the whole time. Is there a chance that Bo-Katan is a spy? Oh, that'd be heartbreaking. Wouldn't it? I was gonna say the the forge master, he's the spy. The armorer. Armor, yeah. Everybody, everybody's going with that one because, and Shaylin actually pointed this out when we were watching the second time. She's gonna take her helmet off, and say she's not a Mandalorian. I think that's a reasonable possibility. She took their only way off the planet. She took the ship. She took the shit. She took the. She took the ship. That's <laughs> what she did. I see what she did there. She kind of did. Because they probably hadn't cleaned out the bathroom on that thing in a while. <laughs> so yeah, she did take the shit. Um, but she took the only way they could get off the planet. Now they're pretty much stuck there. Unless they steal some TIE interceptors, TIE bombers, or another Imperial shuttle. So the armor is really guilty as charged. When you look at everything that transpired, but one of the things that Filoni and Favreau and Rick are really good at is setting us up to say, actually, it was this person the entire time, you asshole. And you didn't pay attention. <laughs> it's probably not her. It's probably someone right in front of us. Yeah. Probably somebody right in front of us that we... Grogu. Grogu's been the spot. you imagine... <laughs> you imagine if that adorable little child was the fucking spy? Sent from... He was, he was a gift from... Here, here's some marshmallows. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I don't... It's got to be some... You're right. It's got to be one of the Mandalorians. Either the new Mandalorians that we were introduced to or the armor. That's the only... It's more than one. It's plural. It didn't say the spy. It's spies. spies. So it could be a general statement that there's spies in the galaxy that are, you know, keeping track of where they're going, what I mean, they're it doing. It could be Poe, though. It could be. Imagine if it was Bo-Katan. I mean, she took her helmet off. She wants Mandalore bad. She wants Mandalore back, and she wants it bad. Could she have made another deal with Gideon? 
But if you make a deal with Gideon, you're you're writing your own demise because he's going to turn on you again. Either that or Thrawn's going to take both of you I was out. I say Bo, Bo's too smart to do that. I know. But there's something that's telling me that it could be. And throw us all off. And that's a scary thought. Or it could be the the mayor again. Oh god, the mayor. <laughs> Jeez. Oh no. Oh no. Could it be Grief Karga? Could it could it be Carl you, Weathers character? Do you think it's one of the do you think it's the the pilot that escaped? Oh. From the few episodes? Interesting. Well, I mean, we know that Gideon encouraged the pirates to attack Navarro. So obviously he was in contact with them, right? Yeah. Either he tracked the Mandos and what he, they were he, doing. He's like, the, the what, I don't remember his name. He's like, get back here, you bitch, whatever like that. Yeah, right, yeah. And he, he just left. But we don't know. What, I know he wanted him to be an asshole and get out of there, but why oh. wouldn't he stay? If you were to choose two individuals... This is our finale talk now. Two individuals in the finale that we're going to find out are the spies. Who would you be willing to put your money on? Grogu. No, yeah. not Grogu. <laughs> not Grogu. Grogu. I just pissed off millions of fans. Of yeah, I know. We just lost like 25 to subscribers, which is not too bad. We can get those back. Anyway. I won't say Grogu. Okay. Yeah. So who do you think? Who are your two? Are you thinking the armor? I, I'm thinking the armor more than bow. Okay. And then probably the pirate. You thinking the pirate? Yeah. Or yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Yep. Well, and also, um, I can never remember the character's name. Um, the character on Coruscant who um, took out Doctor Pershing. Her character. I mean, we know she's a spy. Right. So that's a guaranteed that, one. That that's that. You said that we don't know. We don't. Yeah, that's true. Who, I'm trying to tell you, like, who does she have? Con she had contact with Gideon, of course. We know that. Yeah, but who else would she have contact with? Yeah, that's very true. Could it be spies in it? Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, I just no, thought no, about well, this in a totally different way. I was right gonna now. say. Remember we we just saw. Um. Fuck. What's his name? From Rebels. Uh, Zeb. Zeb. Right. Yeah. He's a spy. I know. He's a spy for the other way. He could be reporting on Imperial intelligence maybe, for the maybe New Republic. Maybe spies meant the other way, not... It could be just a general statement, right? Yeah. So we could that, be... So why would oh. we have Zeb in there? In that one random place? Right. I mean, there's fan service there, but Filoni doesn't always like to just do fan service. He likes there to be a deeper there, meaning There's gotta be service. why he's, he's coming back in the next episode. You think Zeb's, Zeb's gonna Zeb? be in it? There's got to be something more to it. If we're talking... He, he's, he's a spy for our, uh, the Mandalorian side, what do you want to call it? For oh, the yeah. New Republic? Yeah. Yeah, he's a New Republic that, spy trying to gain intel. That's on, what I think. That's, uh, that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. And now that you bring that up, when we're talking about spies, we're thinking about it just in the context of the demise of the Mandalorians. Like, yeah, like, what, Is what? there a spy within Gideon's crew? That's spying and telling the New Republic That's what's right. going on. Trying to, uh, my brain started working. It's like maybe, maybe like something similar to that. And it doesn't have to be Zeb, but maybe... There's got to be either somebody in the Shadow Council, maybe, that, that, that could be a spy for the New Republic. Um, is there somebody who is close enough to Gideon that is also, you know, playing... I don't know. This is... I don't know! Jack Black. Jack Black is the spy. Do 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 do. Lizzo's a spy. Lizzo is a spy, folks. That's it. We're done. What if they were the spies? Wait. What if Jack Black and Lizzo's characters were the goddamn spies? Because they would have known where the Mandos were going next. I mean, the higher up, I kind of wouldn't make sense if a higher up. Would be a spy. We just got played by Jack Black and Lizzo. You just got is, played. Is, has anyone else thought of that? I don't know if anybody else has thought of Jack Black and Lizzo's characters being the, the magistrates. Are the magistrates? 
I see that evil evil eye in Jack Black. Oh yeah. Not Lizzo. Sorry, Lizzo. I love you. He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to wait and see what happens in the finale. You know, the Brick City Blockade is gonna be right back here. Wait, who did you choose? Going on. You didn't I say, you didn't I know. It. I'm trying to dance around it. I didn't want to say. Say it. Because now you've convinced me about Jack Black and Lizzo's characters being okay, magistrates. I'm gonna, so I'm, let's do three okay. instead. Okay, three. Uh, there are a couple, right? They're considered they're considered I mean, one spot. Yes. So okay. I'm gonna say Jack Black and Lizzo. Yep. Uh, the armorer. The armor. What did I say? The pirate. The pirate. Yeah. Or or someone else in the the Sith. Oh yeah, and the uh, Shadow Council. The Shadow Council. I don't know yeah. who, but. And then of course our character on Coruscant as well. Already guaranteed. I love the combo. Of Jack Black and Lizzo's characters being the spies, a pair of spies. Them like dancing, th them dancing is a distraction. Oh yeah, it's a whole distraction from <laughs> what they're hiding, right? That's what's going on here. Oh boy, I like that. Definitely the armorer. I'm feeling real comfortable about the armorer knowing something. Whether they're a spy for. Gideon or a spy for the New Republic, too. I don't know. The armor could be helping out the New Republic and telling them where Gideon is. It's Sabine. Sabine's a... Uh, a the, spy? The spy really? from the other side. Oh. And that's how we're going to get Sabine. She's one of the spies. Oh. God damn it. So, oh. I, 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 you have to wait till Wednesday now. God damn it. I, I forgot. Did yeah. I say we were going to see Sabine? Hopefully? You did. You did say Actually, we were going to see Sabine at this point. Yes. No, you're right. You're right. So, oh, now you got me thinking. Lizzo-Jack Black combo. Definitely. Uh, okay, forget the pirate. Forget <laughs> the pirate. I'm, 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 I'm putting Sabine in. Sabine has officially come off the bench and is now a starter. That's what you're saying. Yes. She's your she's your starting sh uh, small forward. That's that, that's what you're saying. She's <laughs> oh, we're going to NBA terms now, people. <laughs> So Sabine is one of yours. I like that. Jack Black Lizzo combo, the armor. I like the Liz I like the Lizzo Jack Black combo to be like a solidified one. Um Sabine being a spy would be cool. Zeb is a cool one. Um but Jack Black Lizzo armor. I I don't want my heart to be broken by Bo. By Bo. <laughs> no, I know. I mean But I Filoni knows how to break hearts. Yeah, I know. He does. He's really like when he took Kanan away in Rebels in front of Hera. That was... That was evil. My third one, okay? I'm not going to disappoint people. I'm not going to make people sad on this episode. I've probably already made a few people sad. I already made people sad. You've, you've made a... Yes, very true. I won't say Bo. I will say a general statement, a Rebels character. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that. Yeah, because it could be Hera too. Could be Harrison Dula. I would love to see her again. Yeah, I mean, this is the way to do it, right? Well, well we we're just naming off levels characters. Yeah, we're, I don't know. Yeah, I think this this is the time to do it. The Mandalorian final is the time Ahsoka. to do it. It's a Ahsoka. It'll just end up being Ahsoka, and we're like, oh, there's the cue into the next series that they're putting out. Ahsoka. There we I'm go. trying to get it into Dave Filoni's mind. Oh, yeah. I can't. It. It. You can't. You got to get under the hat. And then you got to figure out. I'm telling you, you it's going to be someone that we didn't mention. It's going to be someone so fucking obvious. Yeah, that we didn't even we didn't even see it coming. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. So, Wednesday season finale, The Mandalorian season three, chapter twenty four, uh, will be on <laughs> Disney Plus. Twenty five. Twenty five. And we are super excited for it. We're excited for everybody else out there to watch it to react with us. And to have the most joyous time getting ready for the Ahsoka series as well, moving forward. Anyway, we've hit that time of the show. It's a little thing that we like to call... As Andrew would say, blood pug time. I know. Andrew's not here with us right now. Uh, let's, number one, we want to send our condolences mm -hmm. to the entire Garish family. Many of you on social media might have seen Andrew had lost his father recently. Um, Peter Garish and... Uh, We've been thinking about you, brother. We've been yeah, thinking we're... about your family this entire time. Yeah. Um, and the Blockade fandom has been thinking about you as well. So um, we'd like to offer a moment of silence for Peter Garish and the Garish family.
Thanks, everybody. Thank you. So, Sean and Demisha, where can the good people find you across social media? You guys can follow me on Twitter at SeanMichelle1, Instagram at ItZoneZ, and I guess you can add me on Facebook if you want. What happened I, to Bandcamp? Oh, I, I haven't done Bandcamp in such a long time. No Bandcamp. I haven't made music in a long time. Yeah, I, I don't have time. <laughs> I know. We're busy people. You're a busy man. Busy man making his way throughout the galaxy, you know? That's how it works. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at VisualDJNH over on Instagram at It's VGT. Make sure to like the Brick City Blockade on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Real Fandom Talk and on Twitter and Instagram. All the social media at Real Fandom Talk. Also, we're going to be relaunching our Patreon for everybody to subscribe to. a month. We're going to do some exclusive content, putting that up there for our patrons, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah, we we might do a Patreon of uh, it would be just Shailen and I. We're going to do a uh, Taylor Swift uh, review of the concert. So that's right. Yeah. If you're a Swifty, come come listen. Yeah. That'll be really cool. That'll be really cool to have that on the Patreon for Swifty fans. Because the yeah. Swifty fans and the Star Wars fans kind of they intermingle with each other, right? If you're a Star Wars fan, you probably do enjoy some Taylor Swift. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean. I mean, you don't have to like her, but. No, but still. Anyway, keep your eyes out for that. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 46 here of the Brick City Blockade podcast. And until next time. Gonna go to the 50. That's right. We're getting there. May the force be with you. Always. Sometimes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a mustache. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>